everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Well, thankfully I did the notes for this yesterday, because afterwards I went into a deep depression caused by how incredibly stupid this episode is. Matt, you you made me sit with this episode for a day. How dare you? I know, I know, I'm a monster. This is... I just consider how many famous people are in this. I'm just like, why? There's... We're, we're, I say we're going to talk about it, but there's almost nothing to talk about. This might be our shortest episode no. in quite some time. Hello. Hi. Hello, friends. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, for $2 a month, gain access to all our bonus content. $5 a month, gain access to that much, much more. Some We have some people to thank who we might have already thanked, but I think I don't. I couldn't find evidence that we have thanked them. So I'm, we're going to thank them again. It never hurts to be more thankful. More thankful. Andy Hoffman. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. And Mike Skull. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. This week's episode, Angry Dad, the movie. Episode NABF07, originally aired February 20th, 2011. Written by John Frank, directed by Matthew Nastuck. Received a 2.8 rating with 6.35 million viewers. The couch gag, the Simpsons are hockey players who are sent to the penalty box for fighting with each other. This is the best part of the episode. I've said it maybe five or six weeks in a row that the couch gag is the best thing in the episode. And it is still the best thing in this episode. I mean, is by far. It's the only entertaining thing, I would say, Matt. It's the only enter- th- the only thing that entertained me even a little bit. This episode guest stars many people. Uh, Halle Berry as herself. Sorry, Halle Berry. You're, you're one of the few people. I mean, I, you know, I- I'm going to say, so sorry, Halle Berry. I think you're a good actress. I'm sorry that this is the Simpsons episode you were forced to be in. Actually, you know, Halle Berry, and she was, she did the best she could with her short she did she wasn't given much but honestly i think she did a good job and marie's of the marsh did a great job as ermin millwood I, everyone did a great job except for russell brand and ricky gervais yeah uh russell brand is himself uh russell brand i he's bad man i don't like him he's just decided he's to sell his soul to uh the uh the, the ex- extraordinarily conservative uh QAnon crowd uh for money uh, ricky gervais as himself ricky gervais not a fan of him in real life, but this, 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 the stuff he does in this episode, Matt, might be the worst things he's ever done in life. Like it is almost inexcusable. What did he do to? Does he have like blackmail on The Simpsons? It's the only thing I could explain why they let him talk for so long in this episode. I think there's just somebody who uh, on the writing staff who just really loves him, and it's Ricky Gervais, so he is more than happy to record himself talking for hours upon end. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Maurice LaMarche appears as Ermin Millwood. Uh, he's fine. I don't know why. He's They made it a chairman. We'll talk about that, too. Nick Park as himself. Nick Park is the creator of, uh, why can I remember the claymation? Wallace and Gromit. Oh. Um, Nick Park does, he's fine. They have a weird, very weird joke about his, his hand, him being made out of clay. Okay. Which, you know, in a different episode, maybe that'd be funny. This appears, uh, J.B. Smoove as DJ Kwanzaa. Is that one of the gang members? I want to say it is. I probably, but oh, God, we're going to get to that. There's so, they're, they're like, for an episode that has almost nothing in it, Matt, there's a lot of things in it that I hate. Uh, and then finally, Terry W. Green as the Ridley Scott seat filler, which is the clip played over the end credits, which is might might be one of the unfunniest blandest things that's ever been aired on network television uh-huh yep 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 oh, the episode begins with uh itchy and scratchy a, a like 
I cannot emphasize, Matt, there's just, no, there's no Simpsons in the Simpsons episode. Like, there's so little of the Simpsons, both the family and the essence of what I consider makes this show good. There's just nothing in it. It's just all filler. There's just clips mm-hmm. and montages and spoofs, and none of them are good. This season of Scratchy might be the best of it. It's basically just kung fu um, told through Itchy and Scratchy. It's fine. It is really long. It's like two minutes of Itchy and Scratchy and get used to it because they, I, I guess they just didn't want to write an episode. So they wrote a bunch of like weird movie spoofs and cobbled it together into some non, a bunch of mess. It's a mess. This episode is a yeah. mess even before you get to all the other, like, it's not funny. Yeah, the, the, the plot itself feels tacked on. Like, oh, we had all these funny jokes. Let's, wh- what kind of plot can we have? Oh, okay. It's nonsense. I and mean, when you think about the plot, it's complete nonsense. So Bart is home alone. He's watching Itchy and Scratchy. The rest of the family is getting Froyo. I don't know. Do we know what, even why Bart's not with them? Uh, no, we never get another answer. None of this matters anyway, because this is not integral to the plot. Um, Bart m- makes some, he causes some chaos, some mayhem. He ties himself to a the, the ceiling fan and with a rope, and it drags himself around and destroys the house. None of it matters. Um, because this is all excuse for Herman Millwood. Herman Millwood? Herman. Her- Herman or Herman? Herman. I think it's Herman. Her- I-, I think it's Herman, but it sounds like Herman. I, I mean, it's, yeah. Okay. I have the clip. Here's a, here's a, 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 this nonsensical nonsense about a chairman. Is Bart Simpson here? Because I'm about to make him and his family very wealthy. Wealthy? Hey. Remember the guy who drove you to school at one time? <laughs> I should introduce myself. My name is Herman Millwood, and my company makes the Aero Chair. The most comfortable ergonomic chair there is. So, what brings you here, Mr. Chair? Bart, do you remember this? That's Angry Dad, the semi-autobiographical web cartoon I created. I legally forced him to stay semi. The multi-million dollar internet startup that put Angry Dad on the net ordered a lot of my chairs. But when the tech bubble popped... The chairs were never paid for, so we repossessed the only thing they had left. The cartoons. Space Penis, Gina Davis Internet Project 1999, John Stankworth Fart Detective, The Adventures of Parody Man, and, most importantly... Angry Dad, because now I want to make it into a movie. My stupid cartoon, a movie? Thank you. Oh, don't thank me. Thank Hollywood for being completely out of good ideas. My little Roman Polanski. (laughs) What? What's wrong with being Roman Polanski? (laughs) He was? You monster! Isn't that funny? Hilarious. Bart gets strangled because Homer... Doesn't understand how Roman Polanski is. <sighs> okay, Matt. I'm not going to ask a question about every nonsensical plot detail. Mm-hmm. Why does this chair magnate want to revive a internet cartoon? Uh, fantastic idea because he owns the rights to it and says, "Sure, Hollywood's out of ideas. I can get funding for this." But that we don't that we don't see any of that. No, of course not. That's not germane to the plot, Robbie. The plot is all about celebrities acting goofy and award season and crap like that. I don't... Mm, okay. <laughs> Merc- 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 I know. Mercifully, I know. 
This first act, my acts are incredibly short this week. I'm so excited about that. I guess my third, the third act is relatively long. The first act is very short. Five minutes and two seconds. We go to commercial. All right. This is where I have to pick up. Okay. You have three um, so minutes. I don't want to hear about it. I know. I know. Uh, but the fourth act goes on for a real long time. So mm-hmm. anyway, so uh, Erman Melwood, uh, the chair guy, brings him to the animators. Uh, so because he is making this and is apparently roped in Bar Bar as a creative. Uh, there's lots of stupid jokes about, you know, who Angry Dad is, where he came from. Uh, jokes about animators that I'm sure are hilarious to the writers and animators of the show, but not really to us. This is, Matt, as I was thinking about it, like we... They did these in the golden years, right? These meta esque episodes about mm-hmm. writing and about animation. Uh, I think most of but them they were, were funny. Mm, well, here's the thing, Matt. I don't know. I think that most of them aren't. They're the some of the weakest stuff in the golden years, aside from itchy and scratchy. Okay, and that's poochie. true. Sorry, I'm thinking more of like the uh, the jokes about entertainment executives. I feel like they have the bad boss thing that makes them a little more cross-cultural to whereas if you're writing about writers and animators less so well like the front i'm thinking of the front or or, or uh um what was the other one in right i think it's season five or six but itchy and scratchy and poochie is the only one that i really like um the rest are not bad because their golden years are still very funny but they're just not as tight and coherent as a lot of other simpsons episodes from that era and this is all of that but 10,000 times worse. No, there's no jokes in it. There's no plot in it. It is just here is, hey, Hollywood experience, animating. You're like, I don't, we see Homer, Matt, you didn't even mention, Homer shuffles a deck of cards with his butt in this. Straight faced. Indeed, yes. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I, I don't know, Robbie. How does he do that? Can you explain that to me? No, I can't because it doesn't make sense because the whole point is that they want some image, uh, some like, oh, oh, how does your ass look or whatever. And so Homer says, oh, let me show you. And then does a trick where he shuffles cards with his butt. And this is Homer. This is not Angry Dad, the character. This is Homer mm. Simpson does this. And OK, cool. What is it for? Nothing. It's just a sight gag you thought of. And OK. Yepers. Yep. Indeed. So thankfully, moving on, finally. Uh, the original voice actor for Angry Dad drops out uh, because he was never paid the first time around. Big surprise. So they get Homer to do it because, well, he is the voice of Angry Dad, pretty obviously. So, all right. Uh, and it's real dumb. You, you, this episode just gets dumber as it goes on. So be prepared. After this, it's, it's a free for all. So we get to the first uh, table read for the new movie. It's an entire movie. Uh, and Homer can't show up for reasons. Thanks for coming out. One announcement. The voice of Angry Dad will be on a speakerphone today. There's something going on at the nuclear plant that's a little more important than your table read. <clears throat> Angry Dad, the movie. Angry Dad addresses the family from the top of the stairs. Family, today I graduate from my anger management class. Angry Dad slips and crashes down the stairs. Pained noises. No, Dad, don't say pained noises. You make pained noises. Oh, okay. Uh, Lenny, hit me with that chair. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? I just... I don't... What? 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 I guess it's a joke about table reads and people not showing up to them, but 
it's not really funny. Homer didn't go there because it was Taco Tuesday, by the way. This is, I guess, building tension. But what's the story? Like, what is this? The story is they're making an Angry Dad the movie, I guess. But we didn't. We haven't seen anything. We have had two. Literally, up until this point, Matt, we've had two scenes. Because we have a chair guy, a chair magnate, showing up saying, I want to make mm-hmm. Angry Dad. We don't know why. He just says he's going to. Uh, and then we have a scene where they go to the animation people. And then suddenly they're doing table reads. And you're like, well, wouldn't there be development? Bart literally created Angry Dad, right? He wrote everything. He mm-hmm. he did it all. We don't see any of the creative process. We don't follow any of this along. We just are dropped into this. And you're like, well, what, what do you mean? We're, we're already at table reads? People wrote a whole movie? Who wrote it? Who's the writer? Like, there's just, it's just, oh, well, we didn't want to work. We didn't, it feels, it's just so lazy. It's just, there's nothing here. They didn't want to actually have to think about any of that stuff. So we just ignore it. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, thankfully, uh, we can move on pretty quickly. uh, Because we go straight from this, straight from a table read. Oh, the movie's done. And there's a test screening. Uh, It goes terribly. uh, Because I guess they're all old people. Uh, So, instead... Uh, they one of the producers has a suggestion. Don't feel bad, boy. Everyone makes mistakes. Yours is just public and expensive. You know, your movie's not all bad. If you cut out the stuff that didn't work, it would make a great short film. A short film? Many great directors like Wes Anderson, Frank Tashlin, and Tim Burton started with short films. Name one more. Taylor Hackford. Well, I don't know who that is, but I'm convinced. Let's start cutting. The producer is Lisa, by the way, uh, because she has given, I believe, an executive producer role. I so I, I'm asking one question, Matt. Okay, have we seen any of this Angry Dad movie yet? No, it is completely pointless for us to see any of it. Why would? But it's the, literally the title of this episode called Angry Dad the movie. Have and yet we have not seen any of Ang- We are in the second act Robbie we we will get to see some of it at the very end when they screen it for the Oscar the short film not the actual movie okay uh, but that's when we go to commercial we we come back from commercial at 8 minutes and 32 seconds now the movie's out Matt yep we are what, what is this 8 minutes in the movie is already out I don't how how is it out we haven't even fought we like I haven't seen it yet we had a single table read. Like, there's no build in any of this. It's nonsense. And then they get an award, not an award or award nomination or news of an award delivered to them by Luigi from the Italian rest from Luigi's, um, who says, "I'm no, I'm not here as a as the man from the restaurant. I'm here as a member of an Italian film board or something." Yes, what? and because of the Golden Globes what? is technically, I think, awarded by the Hollywood Foreign Press or something, that makes him the person. Like, unless you are very deeply steeped in movie making and how all of this works, none of these jokes will land. None I, whatsoever. I just don't. But why? Like, this just feels like you're just like on Luigi's here to give him a movie award. Well, what? It, we haven't even seen the movie yet. I don't even know what the like. And it's a and suddenly it's a short. Where did it air? Is it successful? Did did it get picked up somewhere? Like we don't know any of this. Like there's 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 just things happening. 
There's no story. Um, they go to the Golden Globes, and <laughs> Matt, it's not Pixar, Matt. I want make we gotta make Sorry, this clear. Mixar, it's Mixar, Mixar yeah, yeah. from the the from the from the 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 geniuses that brought you Mapple. Now we have not Pixar but Mixar who try and murder the Simpsons on the red carpet. And it's not just the creative staff who are just a bunch of overweight white guys in Hawaiian shirts. It is also Randy Newman singing a song about murder. And then Wally is there. Wally, the robot in it from the computer from a CGI from a CGI film, computer animated. They have a real robot there trying to kill the Simpsons. And a Mr. Carrot head, because I guess they didn't think they could get away with doing a potato head. Are these are are we saying that are are these alive, Matt? Are these people? Are these humans in costumes? Or are these just the characters becoming sentient? Granted life to murder. Can you uh Robbie, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I actually watched a Futurama episode about this uh last night. It turns out that all of the Mixar movies are based on observations of animals from other planets. Well creatures, I suppose. And in this case, they just shift them back to cause havoc. I don't Matt, I don't I don't really care about <laughs> I don't one. I'm not. I'm not going to watch any of those new Futurama episodes. I'm not going to do that. I I I refuse. Um, I just. What is this? Why is this here? Um, Robbie, why, if I could figure it out, I would have enjoyed like, this episode a lot better. Quite frankly, why is there? Why is there? Okay. So, Mixar tries to murder the Simpsons on the red carpet. Not even. It doesn't. They don't care. It's a Golden Globe. Who even cares about a Golden Globe? It's not. It's just them. But like, why is this a scene, Matt? Why is why I don't. I, and if you think and like, I thought, oh, this is terrible. This is the un, the worst thing I could imagine. Uh, luckily, The Simpsons then proved me wrong because then right after we have the scene with the Mixar creatures characters trying to kill the Simpsons, we get. Mm-hmm. The appearance, uh, our appearance from Ricky Gervais. I captured Matt the entirety oh, of it. We have the entirety. Why do you hate us so much? It's Matt. There, I don't think there is a better encapsulation of what this episode is. Okay, for someone, I presume the most people listening to this to our podcast have not actually watched this episode. Okay, and if you want to taste, if you want to truly understand. What this episode is, I think this is a perfect encapsulation of it. I did not edit this clip in any way, okay? We did not we didn't mess with it, okay? This is exactly what the Simpsons presented to us, okay? This is my clip. I titled it, Matt. I titled it Ricky Gervais in the longest minute of your life. Hi. Yeah, it is me. Ricky Gervais. Uh Tonkray Gin and Tonic, please. I'm paid to drink that in my movies. The amount isn't important. A lot to you. Let's be honest, not so much to me. Oh, okay, you missed it, but I just put a tip in there. A a big one. Double digits. Ten. The lowest of the double digits, but nevertheless, ten dollars. So, a lot of money to you. Less to me, uh, but ten dollars nonetheless. Look at it. The ten? That was there before. It was not! Who else in here is going to tip ten dollars? Keith Urban? Helen Mirren? I don't think so. They don't have a common touch, do they? Like me, you've seen that. We've bonded. You're thinking, wow, he's rich, he's famous. He's got 
great abs personal trainer you couldn't afford that i used to be fat i used to eat junk food you probably still do but you're going wow look at him how much does that suit cost him nothing i got it for free that's what happens when you're a celebrity and helen helen she can't hear me helen mirren who does she think she is fur coat no knickers anyway mate your ice is dripping robbie why did you make me this again i just i just this is you remember I, w- I want you to remember Matt okay I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back in time okay woodily woodily woodlies okay little flashbacks who win <laughs> woodily <laughs> yeah woodily woodily woodly that's how you do that's how you do time jumps woodily woodily woodly um to Kim Basinger and Alec Baldwin you remember that episode I do unfortunately and we went. Oh, this is the beginning, right, of celebrities taking over The Simpsons, right? Of them just doing appearing appearing as themselves and and being painfully and funny and The Simpsons not, you know, really being The Simpsons anymore. I don't I should I wish I could go back in time and talk to Robbie then and tell him how good he had it. How the, how it gets worse. Because that that was just literally that's a minute a minute of this 20-minute episode, right? 5% of this episode is just Ricky Gervais bumbling over his words. Like, what's the... Yeah, and Ricky Gervais isn't funny. Like, he's just being a jerk. And I, I get that that's the appeal of the British office is, hey, let's watch Ricky Gervais be a jerk. But come on, that's not funny. I mean, the Matt, this is entirely divorced from anything, right? This has nothing to do with this episode, right? It's not like, oh... We have Ricky Gervais. Let's say Ricky Gervais was a, a character. He's playing a character in Angry Dad. And so the Simpsons have been interacting with him for the, the episode up to this point, right? At least then you go, oh, well, okay. okay. You go, oh, Ricky Gervais is in the episode. And this is just uh, informing of his character and let, letting him riff a little bit, whatever. But at least you, there's like a connection. They're just at the Golden Globes and we cut away from ostensibly the there's no plot in this episode or story or character or anything in this so they just again this is the example of it you're just watching a minute of Ricky Gervais talking to a bartender about how in doing a humble brag stuff and being annoying and a jerk and it's not like oh we're getting a minute of Ricky Gervais stand up which I'm also not a fan of but at least he's like ostensibly he's telling jokes in this there's no joke in this minute there's not a single joke. The joke is, look at it's Ricky Gervais. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's terrible. This is awful. Um, I didn't capture any of Russell Brand, Matt. You should be thankful. I mean, thank God for that. Oh. So that's not the last of Ricky Gervais, uh, guys. But that is the last you'll hear of him from me. Um, we have Russell. At least Bra- the, the, the next Ricky Gervais bit is over the credits, and you just skip it. Yeah, if you, if you want to maintain your sanity, you'll skip it. Uh, Russell Brand shows up to uh, announce an award. Uh, the jokes, he's there. I don't, Russell Brand's a, 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 he's gone off the deep end uh, in, in real life, so I don't really like him in this. Um, we get jokes about uh, these, we get spoofs, basically, Matt. This is our first round of spoofs, right? Because we get, Two, we get two clips here, um, right? Yeah, this is where we get the triplets of Beville spoof. I'll give it the animation is really good. 
it's probably the it honestly of the episode proper the animation of some of these sh- these fake shorts is probably the only thing I actually like enjoyed. Um, yeah, they're really good. Like they they ape the styles that they're, they're supposed to be about. Like oh, this is really good, but then everything else. Well, the, the writing they clearly don't just like the real Simpsons. They don't really understand the. I don't, or if they do, or if they do understand them, they don't clearly don't understand how to spoof them properly, because we just get this. The contents of these shorts are not funny, like they are. They're too broad, and they don't. I don't. They don't feel like they under truly understand the source material enough. Um, so you're like, oh well, this looks like the triplets of Babel. This you're like, but it doesn't understand the content of it really well. Um, you get another one that I'm not sure about the actual source material i'm sure if i did some research i'd find it but it's like an uh you know anti-war kind of thing it feels eastern european i'm not sure um this is again these are minutes long minutes long there are no simpsons here it's just clips from these these spoofs of fake short films and then we see that we still then they they don't show the mixar film because they're saving it for later they also don't show angry dad at all which I guess they're also showing it, saving it for later. When this movie, this this episode is ostensibly about this Angry Dad movie, we've yet to see any of. Uh, Angry Dad wins the Golden Globe. It's so good it won a Golden Globe, man. Um, then we get um, Homer's Homer stealing basically the victory speech from Bart, and this spins off into ostensibly what is the plot of this episode here at the end of the third act. I have many people to thank. Angry Dad's voice is part Walter Matthau. Hey, Felix. Part Little Richard. Woo! And a little bit of Snoopy when he cries. <laughs> this is insane. He didn't show up for work, he badmouthed the movie on Jimmy Fallon, and now he's hogging all the credit. Don't worry, sweetie. This is just the first of way too many award shows. You'll get your chance to say ridiculous things. I'd like to thank Mr. Speedy Pants Repair for sewing up my pants just before the ceremony and the woman who has inspired me every day for the past 25 years, the cute one from the Bengals. See you at the cool party. Angry Dad got an Oscar nomination? I'm going to the Oscars, not as AC filler. I'll get a gift basket, but I won't declare it. Hey, don't you know it's award season? Who's calling you at 5 in the morning anyway? Uh, nobody. Wrong number. If I find out it's the right number, you're in big trouble. (laughs) Robbie, what is the retainer joke besides just... I don't know, Matt. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. I you I like I like when I made the what you you know, we are gonna record yesterday and you said, Oh, can we do it today? I'm like, sure, but I made the joke. I don't remember I don't know if I'm gonna remember any of this episode. I and know. like I'm literally like I watched this yesterday, right? I should not have a problem remembering what happened. But if we didn't have our notes to consult, I wouldn't it's not like I I, don't, I watch these episodes like right. I just sit down and I pay attention. 
I don't know. There's just nothing going on. Like, why is he ever teen? I don't know, Matt. Why is he excited about going to the Oscars? You know, we're just told that Bart's we like Bart's excited. Why is Bart excited? We don't know. Like he does has no investment. And like that's the other thing. This all this stuff's about Bart, all this work they put in. We don't see any of it. We don't see any of the toil, right? Like that is if you want the if you want this to be the story of this episode, you have to show Bart working. Homer messing around, right? Homer not showing up to table reads more than once. Bart actually being a part of the creative process. But we're just told all that. Like, here, Bart's excited about going to the Oscars. And here's this joke about swag bags. We're not declaring them? Who is this for? Who is this joke for? Seven people in Hollywood? (laughs) I just want to watch The Simpsons, man. We go to our final commercial at 14 minutes and 57 seconds. Oh, that's right. It's my turn now. Mm -hmm. Uh... And unfortunately, this is a very long last act, but nothing happens, so that's fine. So we're at the Oscars on the red carpet. Uh, Bart was the director, I guess. Uh, we never get to know that until now, but apparently it's true. Uh, Bart directed the entire film. I, I don't know that a 10-year-old can direct a feature film I mean, or they, even a short for that matter. But you know. Don't worry about that. They don't care. Neither should we. They don't care, no. Uh, but they're on the red carpet without Homer. No one seems to notice or care. Uh, meanwhile, Homer and Marge are touring a list of tourist sites that Bart put together for them that are... One is a famous art installation that I'm sure everyone in Los Angeles or, you know, the Hollywood area of Los Angeles has heard of. Uh, but no one outside of L.A. has ever heard of. I mean, Matt, I'm pretty sure the joke here is that he gave a list of stuff to Homer that is, like, in the bad parts of town. Exactly. Also that. Because while they're touring one of the sites on there, uh, two gentlemen, three in a, sorry, three technically, uh, that's right, he's in the back, you can't see him most of the time, uh, and a drop top 64 Impala stop by to let them know, it is a very nice car, that's one of the things all of us would want, but (laughs) um, they inform Homer that, oh, the Oscars are going on right now. Homer is disturbed by these actions or by this fact, and the very nice gentleman in the car offered to take them to the ceremony. It's nice. The the you're you should get an award, Matt, for your your t- for your, t- for your, for your <laughs> I'm for trying your so hard to be as diplomatic about this because here I'm. God. I mean, it's what whatever. Like this whole episode, they don't care. These it's three stereotypes of of, of L.A. gang members. That's like that's incredibly stereotyped. Like it's supposed to be. I'm pretty sure Biggie, who again not West Coast, uh, Tupac, and somebody else that like, I, Matt, maybe. Um, um, see, that's the thing where you're. It, it, I, could, it could be Ice Cube. I think it could be. That's no one. This you're giving them way too much credit. They don't know what they're doing. The Simpsons writers. Am I like? Are you kidding me? The the. It is so embarrassing. That is what this is, Matt. Okay, you might say it's offensive. Oh, it's incredibly embarrassing. But it's all I feel is embarrassment for the people who wrote this, thinking that they un, like understood any amount of gang or hip hop culture. Like we have Harry Shearer, who like doing voices for some street gang member from the Roland eighties. You know, like. This is pathetic. It is so embarrassing. It is like my dad pretending to be a gang member. And you're just like, ugh, dad, stop. It's gross. It's it's gross and it's pathetic. And this is like, <laughs> you're just, again, when, Matt, could you tell me when The Simpsons is on? I would, that's what I would oh, like. Uh, well, 
this is like one of those episodes where everyone else is the star and the Simpsons just pop in. Uh, it's kind of like that episode in the, was it the uh, Simpsons spinoff showcase where it was uh, Chief Wiggum and Principal Skinner down in New Orleans and the Simpsons just popped in. That's basically what this episode is. That's, I'm, I know you're not serious, man, but I really want to hurt you for saying <laughs> things like that. This is, this is yeah. abysmal. I don't, but yeah, this gang member stuff is pathetic. It's embarrassing. Like if you put out, this is like, hey, look how look how hip we are. You're like you are the. It's just you are you are so sad. It is so sad. It is, and it's incredibly stupid. Uh, but eventually, uh, okay. So first, we get a whole bunch of. Uh, we finally get to see two of the shorts. Um, we get a whole bunch of stupid Oscar jokes about Jack Black and Ben Stiller doing a bit that won't end, where they're Marvel characters fighting with lightsabers on you know uh, sky rigs. Uh, I would say that, 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 that might be the only joke that actually rings true because though I, I, I mean, find the, I find the Oscars unwatchable, but that's just me. I mean, don't we all really? I mean, there um, are people. I'm I, I see, Matt. Here's the thing: I'm pretty sure you're intimately aware of someone who likes watching the Oscars. Oh no! But she watches the Oscars as a farce, essentially. Mm, okay, so incredibly dumb. Okay, yeah. Um, but yes, we finally get to see uh, some of the other bits. We get to see uh, the Mixar short, which is about condiments. It's basically Toy Story with condiments instead of toys. The, the, see the problem with this, man? Okay. Uh-huh. This looks like a... I don't know if you're aware of these. You probably are, ostensibly. Most people are just from being on the internet. But, you know, the, the, the direct-to-video, the direct-to-streaming now uh, ripoff. You know, the 3D... The oh, C- for sure. Yeah. yeah. And the... Because this is in a Simpsons episode and they don't have the money or time to actually do them as well as what Pixar would do, they just end up looking like that, right? And this is supposed to be the Oscars, and we're getting this thing that looks like a Pixar ripoff movie because they can't afford the real animation quality. And you're like, hmm, okay, cool. It's pathetic. Yeah, it's like, it was 30 seconds. I think you guys could have put money into making it actually look like Pixar, but whatever. Uh, Homer and Marge are now uh, honorary gang members in the Roland 80s for cool. some reason. Yep. Uh, we get an extremely long Wallace and Gromit spoof. Uh, it's got to be at least two, two and a half minutes. It's uh, not, uh, it what, is not two and a half minutes long. It is a minute and a half long. You, you, you way, again a, exaggerate. I will say it ex- felt like forever. Matt, 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 Matt. I can't believe you. We just, you wanted me to play that Ricky Gervais clip again? It felt as bad as that. No, I mean, I don't you... enjoy Wallace and Gromit. See, okay? that's so the that's problem. Why. So that, yeah. You have a character flaw. We've already gone over your character flaws, and one of them is Wallace and Gromit is fun. This is not good. I'm not going to argue with you, okay? It's not good, all right? But it looks like Wallace and Gromit, you know, relatively close to that the animation, the, clay, the claymation mm-hmm. style, and it's not Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais is not on screen. I'm I'm happy. That's where I'm at, Matt. That's that's this is where that's we're a at. Step up. This is where we're at. Where I go. Oh, Ricky Gervais isn't wasting my time. It's the same. This weird Wallace and Gromit thing. I'll take this instead. It is very long. Like I said, there's no Simpsons. There's no Simpsons. <laughs> there's no Simpsons. No. So uh, this goes on for a while. Uh, but then, uh, and we we finally get to see a bit of the Angry Dad. Uh, short film it's angry dad same as it was in the original episode what do you do uh whereupon bart goes up to give a speech uh which homer crashes uh but we give a wonderful uh 
the actually only part of this episode that I really enjoyed is Bart giving the speech on the collaborative nature of film. And I was like, okay, this I can actually get behind. Angry Dad. Yes! I finally get to accept an award for my movie. Except it's not just my movie. It was my sister's idea to make this into a short. So many animators. Every day was somebody's birthday. And you know what? It was my dad's movie, too. I only wish he were here and not at Cerritos Auto Square. You got your wish, boy. I'm proud of you. I'm sorry I took all the credit. This whole thing is silly. I mean, isn't the idea of one person taking credit for an entire movie the stupidest thing you ever heard? You make a lot of good points, Bart. A lot of good points. You're a very thoughtful kid. You remind me of Deborah Carr and Black Narcissus. Anyway, granted, despite what Andre Bazin might say, films are a collaborative art form. But hey, you can't give an Oscar to everyone. So uh, that's actually uh, a really good uh, bit about, you know, how movies, especially you can't say one person uh, made this. It's not the, the vision of one person. But their response to this is, okay. What we'll do is we'll take it and we'll chop up the Oscar and give a tiny piece to everyone who is involved in the movie. Okay. Sure. And that's the end of the, the episode, except for, like I said, the extensively long, horrible bit with Ricky Gervais and a seat filler uh, at the end, which over, I don't even want to talk about. Over the entire end credits. Over the credits. Over the entire end credits, they have Ricky Gervais doing basically the same bit that I played, just with a seat filler instead of a bartender. And it is... I, I watched 10 seconds, Matt, just to see. And I went, okay, goodbye. Um, let me end this misery and this suffering. That collaborative nature of film, Matt. Mm-hmm. I, you say you like that, huh? It is a minute long. And honestly, <laughs> it is the only worthwhile minute in this entire episode. It There is truth in it. I think that is the, that is the appealing thing about it, is that it feels yes. truthful. Yes. Uh, here's my problem with it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what Bart is talking about because I don't. There, what? What do you mean? It was Lisa's idea. What are you talking about? It was. It was not Lisa's idea. It was a chair guy. We met him. He was at the beginning of the episode. You. We didn't watch you direct anything, Bart. I have no idea what you're talking about. You didn't make this movie. No one made it. We don't. We didn't see it get made. Ostensibly, this is about the production of a film. We don't know anything about it. <laughs> we don't know anything about the editing process. Like, there's just nothing. It's just Bart is taking. If Bart is winning an Oscar, Matt, for directing, we saw him take a cleaver to film. Well, no, he's not winning for directing. He is uh, Angry Dad won Best Short Film. I don't think they have a. Yeah, uh, but you just said he was a director. Right. A director would know what editing was, Matt. Well, yes, you, that's true. I'm just. It's just these. It's like, I shouldn't have to say that. What's going on? What is this episode about? It's just nonsense. It's just a bunch of crap. This episode is a bunch of crap, and Ricky Gervais, I'm pretty sure, is extorting the Simpsons writers so that he can be on this show. Uh, I hate Ricky Gervais now, man. I hate him. I mean, you didn't before? I mostly didn't think about him, is what my answer would be, Matt. Okay? Fair. Because my life is happier when you don't think about those awful people that, you know, are mean and kind of despicable and, you know, commonly, you know, pick the literally the lowest hanging fruit to make jokes about and then complain when people point it out. Um, no, after this, I hate him. It is just, I, I'll forget him about him tomorrow, okay? Give me one day of hate for Ricky <laughs> one day and I'll forget about him tomorrow and then move on with my life. But 
what is this? What like I, this is barely anything. It's barely. It's not an episode. Like there's no story. There's no character in it. They make it about Homer stealing credit, but we don't know what he's stealing credit for because we didn't see any nope. of it. We just saw a bunch of like spoofs and like. They clearly were like, well, I want to, we want to write a bunch of spoofs from short films that came out a decade ago. All right. We want to have Wally try and murder Lisa on a red carpet, which is the thing that actually happens in this episode. Okay. I'm not making yes, that up. Yes. It feels like I made that up. Wally tries to kill Lisa. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll rank this episode at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode incredibly broken or just really broken? I'm going to play the clip now. Okay. I'm going to play the clip. I'm going to play the clip, and then we can talk about it. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I'm angry. (laughs) Robbie, I can't imagine why. I See, here's the thing, man. We're in about three minutes, right? Three minutes, maybe five minutes of time. Y'all can watch on your little podcast players, um, your podcatchers. Uh, how long it takes us to hash it all out. It's not complicated. It's really easy, honestly. Uh, if you want to do this story, the the plot, I think what this episode wants to do is very easy to do. It's a very simple thing um, because it's, it, it, it's been done before. You just kind of take plots that other people have done, again, because we've talked about this many times. The plot is just scaffolding, right? It's just a skeleton to hang jokes on. Um, you, If you want to do an Angry Dad sequel episode, which is what they want to do, you say, oh, well, ever since the company that was running the Angry Dad did the Angry Dad stuff back in the day, it once it failed, the Angry Dad has had a, a cult following spring up in the intervening years. There's a lot of people on the internet who still love Angry Dad. And it's, it's, there's been a petition signed by millions of people. They want, they want Angry Dad back. And as a proof of concept, we're going to make an Angry Dad short. There you we, go. Perfect. That's it. And you have Bart be the creative force, and you have and you and you have some backer, right? Some investor, somebody. Maybe they have one here. You want a famous person? You have this is my vote because I like him in real life. Elijah Wood. You bring in Elijah Wood because he does this in real life, right? He will help produce little little pet projects, personal projects of people that he thinks are worthwhile. Um, so you bring in Elijah Wood. And he's the producer, right? He's the, the celebrity backer who helps get it made. And he pops in for a cameo here and there. Maybe even does a voice for the for the movie. Um, no Ricky Gervais ever. Uh, ever no again. awards show. No awards. Like, you don't need the awards show. Like, you could have a single award show. That's, like, ultimately, or it doesn't have to be about awards. It can easily just be about Homer taking credit for everything. You could still have the plot where... Homer ends up doing the voice because the original voice guy is gone for whatever reason. He didn't get paid. That's still fine. But you make it about credit. If you want to make it about that, yeah. And we see Bart, we see him doing all this creative work and struggling with, oh, how do we do this? How do we do that? And then you have Homer come in, swoop in and steal all the credit for, you know, people from people. It doesn't like, it can be an award show. That's fine. But the problem is you do an award show, it steals a lot of time from your episode. And ultimately, you you come to the same point where Bart finally does get his moment, but then he realizes, oh, wait, this is all collaborative. And there is all the animators all did a lot of work. All the writing staff did a lot of work. The producers did a lot of work. 
everyone did all this work. This is our movie, not my movie. It's and even the like that that still stands, but because Bart's speech in this just rings so hollow because we don't know what it's talking about. Like, what do you mean it's collaborative? We didn't see anybody do any work. We watched Homer shuffle a deck of cards with his butt. Uh huh. I don't know if you were timing me, Matt, but that's as easy. It, like you don't. It doesn't have to be complicated. It did, like did they really literally did this? This episode feels like they just took a napkin and they wrote down like oh. uh uh, Oscar, uh, Wallace and Gromit spoof, Ricky Gervais awards, Angry Dad sequel, and then they turn that in. Like it's, it, I'm, I'm not joking. I think I could. This is not a joke. I think I could write a better script in a day for this episode. Easily, easily in one day, one working day. Give me eight hours. I could write a better script than this. It, it, it would be just as funny, Matt. I don't know how many jokes I get in, but it would. There's no laughter in this episode. This is this is anti jokes. Like I was. Just, Des- this is desperately unfunny and bland mm-hmm. and pathetic. I don't even know how to rank this because it's not, it's barely a Simpsons episode. Like what, what, like I talked, I talked about this last week, but how much of this episode would you say this is the Simpsons? I mean, I've, I've often talked about it. the Simpsons don't need to be the main focus of an episode, but they need to be involved in some way. So this episode, how much of it is about the Simpsons? No, not even about. Less than 50%. Is the, is the Simpsons, Matt. Again, I'm not concerned about the family. I'm concerned about the show's identity. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, then, again, less than 50%. I would say maybe 30% of this episode involves this, the Simpsons, uh, like, the show. I don't, Otherwise, it could be anything. I don't even think, I think that's too much, Matt. I think that's too much. I would go like five percent of this feels like The Simpsons. If mo, if at most, like there's itchy and scratchy. You go, oh, that's The Simpsons. You know, Bart and Lisa. Like how much of it is like, oh, Bart wrecking the house. That's The Simpsons. Um, none of the award show stuff is really The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be any any. It could be Family Guy. If you if those if that stuff was on Family Guy, would you blink an eye? You'd go, oh, yeah, okay. No, no, you're right. That is exactly what I would do. And he couldn't be in any animated show. If it was on South Park, would you blink an eye? Nah, it's like, so, okay, whatever. Nope. It's this, like, find your identity. Find what you are and do it. Be it. Not just be anything. I don't I don't know. I mean, obviously, I can't give advice to The Simpsons from 2011, but that's it. <laughs> but, but that's advice you get when you're, like, a young creative. These people have been working on the show for years. Years and years. Like, what is this? We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Compass News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Constant News Group is where I ask our supporters on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, people who support us at any level, you can leave a review. First from Tauschen. This was an interesting premise the writers just didn't care to do anything with. So they were obviously more focused on trying to be clever. Stories badly paced to the point that not only were there a lot of scenes that we were told, told would happen, but the stuff we did see was rushed and tacked on. Why was it Bart who had a revelation and not Homer? You know, the one who actually stole all the credit throughout the episode? They don't care. That's the answer. They don't care about, like, there's, they don't care about like, character arcs or whatever. Um, from Tim, positive notes, short intro, and the episode itself was different enough to be memorable. Negative notes, Angry Dad the movie, unfortunately combined almost every negative trope of the post-school years. Family itself was incomprehensibly mean, guest stars' appearances took way too much time, and one can see the writers practically slobbering over themselves about how clever they were in their parodies. 
episode felt like watching one of the Not Another Teen movie series, except that that for those, there's a bit of blame the viewer aspect going on. You can blame me for enduring this piece of wretchedness. Also, a tie into the Oscars. How timely. Number 438, not canon. As one character think, I said twice, good God, make this stop. I did want to point out uh, that they did twice reference the George C. Scott bit from a movie called Hardcore. Um, which has been re- – once you understand that reference, you, you see it in a lot of places. Um, hardcore is a, a hard movie to watch, but George C. Scott is an incredible actor. But they, they reference it not once but twice in this episode. Uh, from Dara, artistically, this was a really pretty episode. The Wallace and Gromit parody was fun, and even Itchy and Scratchy was not completely cringe-inducing. That said – what the hell was that? I guess eighth best episode of season 22 was I didn't actually hate it, just doing my best to forget it. From Derek. Oh dear, oh dear. How is this an episode of The Simpsons in any way, shape, or form? It's just a chance for the writers to make jokes for themselves based on their big fancy lifestyles. I, I wouldn't go so far, Derek. I don't think they have, I want to say they have big fancy lifestyles. They're about as self-aware as Krusty when he said, like, when, you la- when your lazy butler washes your sock garters and they're still covered with schmutz. I mean, characters are just deliverers of the writer's jokes. Ten-year-old Bart joking about declaring gift baskets on taxes. Oh, I can, relate to, I can relate to that. These writers are completely out of touch. The episode is dire anyway. Judging up a great season 13 episode as a basis for this baffling underbaked plot that is padded out the wazoo with endless dull animated sequences, which are in no way parody, but sheer tedious references. There is the painful celebrity cameos and more Ricky Gervais shtick, which didn't which wasn't working the first time around and certainly doesn't here. Say what you will about the front, but it's pure gold compared to this muck with short, snappy animated films, which are actual satire. How to buy action figure man. Hilarious. This, anti-hilarity in abundance. Uh, finally from JJ. I really want to make my review just the clip of Krusty going, what the hell was that? Because this might be the messiest, dumbest, most annoying episode yet. <laughs> There are too many problems to list them all. The entire thing just doesn't work or come together. I was relieved when I saw the short intro, but then they waste any time they saved on a painfully long itchy and scratchy. See what's a Bart wrecking the house that doesn't go anywhere. First three minutes are completely detached from the rest of the episode. And when we get into the plot, the pacing is terrible. Stumbles awkwardly from one contrived, uninspired uninspired scenario to the next in a completely unrelatable premise. The writers clearly made for themselves and their Hollywood friends. And there's so many frustrating moments. Homer and Bart feel so far removed from themselves. Mixar? Ugh. Who are these random gang members that Homer talks to? How are there so many celebrity guests, but not a single one is used well? And then when you think it's finally over, they torture you with more unfunny Ricky Gervais stuff over the credits. Just make it stop. I've never seen a more obvious first draft. The only good part was the short films, but the credit goes to the animators, not the writers. You can join our cavalcade to claim any appropriate pain at our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Helps keep us alive. It helps pay for hosting. We really appreciate all. There's, we, Matt and I release tons and tons of uh, bonus stuff over there. We can move on that to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite love story? Tons and tons and tons of really good answers. Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, first up. Oh, my gosh. It's not highlighted. Oh there my we go. Gosh. All right. First up from Rachel. <laughs> a Holiday from 1938 with Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. It's a light comedy about kindred spirits, staying true to your values, and forging your own path, and it's delightful. Find someone who looks at you the way Grant and Hepburn look at each other in this movie. Oh. Uh, from Bradley, I will say holiday as well. Always makes me feel good. And your next episode may be eye-poppingly, hint, hint, close to the bottom. Oh, dear. Oh, thanks, Bradley. 
uh, from Dara. As a late 30s cynic, I keep putting answers and then thinking of reasons why that story doesn't work. But as we know, love is complicated. So I'll just give you my top three. Lillian Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. Jim and Pam from The Office. And J.D. and Elliot from Scrubs. All have made me cry. All have made me feel all warm and cozy and believe in love. Uh, from Matt, my favorite love story so far is the one between James Bond and Tracy in the film On Her Majesty's Secret Service. This is the first time that Bond has shown true feelings towards a female presence in a Bond film. They may seem to fall in love too quickly, but his intention to marry her is just. They get married at the end of the film, and unfortunately, Tracy falls asleep into a last-ditch effort by Blowfield. She is murdered by Fraulein Boot, and the movie ends on a tragic note, which has not, ha- uh, not happened until no time to die. Ouch. Uh, from Derek, love in television is so often forced and there's no chemistry whatsoever between the characters. One love story I absolutely buy, at least to some of the best moments, is that of Chandler and Monica in Friends. I'd love to say that it was a genius pairing, but that's not even the case. When they, got, when they first got together, it was only meant to be for the shock of it and create a bit of a drama for one episode. When the audience went absolutely wild, the writers thought, hmm, let's see where this goes. And we saw two characters who just bounced off one another and were so endearing. Friends is offset to be so problematic, etc., which I've personally never seen. In fact, Friends was so good for me to watch when I was younger, I could have grown into a right little shisa, but there were some great positive messages delivered throughout this relationship with Monica, telling Chandler that the point is his dad was always there, supporting him and cheering him on at every turn, regardless whether he was in a dress. That sounds like a pretty great dad to me. What a ringing endorsement of transparenthood and in 2001, no less. Of course, there's silly trans jokes like you'd expect in the early 2000s, but also a great character moment in this ongoing love story showing how accepting and non-judgmental Monica is as a wife. Uh, from Tim, for the second week in a row, I'm going to go with a Kelsey Graham-related answer. His relationship with Lilith spanned two shows, was well-developed, managed to keep my interest. Uh, Tim, you are not wrong, as having recently uh, watched all of Cheers, uh, there's a lot more of Lilith and Frazier in that one, and it is a very interesting relationship. It's obvious that they're wrong for each other, but that they have a very certain type of love for each other. And if, if you guys listening have never seen Frasier or have only seen Frasier or Cheers, uh, make sure you watch both. It is a very interesting development. Uh, next up from Andy, I'll go with my top three from TV shows. One, Jim and Pam from The Office. Two, Shell and Amy from The Big Bang Theory. And three, Frank Burns and Hot Lips and MASH. Uh, let's see, from Adrian. Uh, for me, it has to be The Before Series. Sunset, uh, Sunrise, Sunset, and Midnight. For a trilogy of movies that could, if very simply put, be boiled down to three long conversations. It captures so perfectly the many pleasures, annoyances, dichotomies, and banalities that define all romantic relationships. And all relationships in general. Plus the chemistry between Julie Del julie delpy i guess and ethan hawk and their ability to portray the highs and lows of an 18-year relationship is absolutely incredible the moment where they see each other again and before sunset is still some of the best subtle acting i've ever seen next up from gonzo the great 93 as far as movies go i'm going to skip the hot takes and just offer up the princess bride it's funny it's smart it's got sort of fighting it's deeply sentimental about the many forms that love can take all without getting too coin and for good measure it's solid work for billy crystal uh from jacobs end 641 other than mine and my wife's how i met your mother the story of ted and tracy is a great story of how right everything has to go so you can meet the right person how close you come you got how close you can come to meeting someone but the timing isn't perfect or the question of would the person i marry have fallen for the person i was at this point in my life is played so well up until the ending may that never be spoken of again outside the fact that this is awful you're wrong jacob sorry uh this is one of my favorite shows and love stories of all time but this made me hate the show for about a year afterwards <laughs> The ending of How I Met Your Mother gets a lot of hate uh, because it's it doesn't align with the rest of the show, but it's very realistic, and for that I have to respect it. That's my opinion, not Jacob's. Uh, from Infinite Gur 4927, I reviewed some of the best love stories of all time, and I'm woefully too unfamiliar with any of them to answer this question, so my answer will be wrong. While The Princess Bride is a good answer to almost any question, I'm going to offer Gladiator. Nothing has touched up my heartstrings harder than when Maximus is reunited with his wife and son. I mean, you're not wrong, Infinite Gur. That is, that is a, a very 
great example of someone who is willing to go to the ends of the earth to get back to their family. Uh, from Mitch 100, if I can allow recency bias to influence my answer, I'm going to go with The Last of Us Episode 3, long, long time. It wrecked me. Well, yeah. And finally from Brian, I'm going with Orpheus and Eurydice. It's a great love story of trust and betrayal. Orpheus would literally go to the depths of hell just to reunite with his love although he can't seem to just not look back. Uh, it's incredibly sad when Orpheus's seated doubt comes out and he sends Eurydice back to the underworld in both the myth and the superior musical. Seriously, Town is amazing. Uh, you're not wrong, Brian. Town is fantastic. I'm still sad I never got to see it with the original cast because uh, it's Patrick Page, who has an amazing turn in season two of... Um, uh, oh, God. Robbie, help me out. Don't ask uh, me. Oh, Ooh. Schmigadoon. <laughs> Patrick Page and Schmigadoon is amazing, yeah. but uh, his voice as Hades is unmatched. Robbie, what is your answer? I yeah, I I'm not gonna do any clever answers because uh, the answer I kept coming back to was always the Princess Bride. Um, uh, our friend of the show Andrew Bloom always tells you know, that's always his answer for the perfect movie, and I'm inclined to mostly agree if there is such a thing. Um, but it does manage. It's very, very, very clever, very funny, incredible casting. Um, as you wish is uh, a thing that's has stuck with me my entire life but also it has sword fights what's better inigo montoya i want my father back <laughs> what's your answer i'm gonna have to agree with robbie uh because again the princess bride is, is pretty much uh, the most important part is it has several different varieties of love in it uh you have obviously the love between uh wesley and buttercup I mean, that's the traditional romantic idea of love. Uh, you have Inigo's love for his father. You have the wonderful relationship between uh, Fezzik and um, uh, uh, Inigo. I don't know why I can't get that. Uh, and then you also have the grandson, uh, the Fred Savage character, and his grandfather, which is a great example of you know the, the subsequent generations being raised by the older generations and the bond that they share. It's just It has it the best all around. Next week's question. What is your favorite animated film? And feel free to add a short. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I know shorts want, are not it, as popular. If you want to, I don't care. Um, that is next week's question. I'll post it on our subreddit. That is uh, R The Simpsons Show. Uh, you can email us at simpsonshow at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com. And finally, you can get the answer, answer the question on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, links to all those things in our show notes. Uh, we can move on now to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. After an incredible showing last week, I have a five-point lead on Matt. Uh, uh, you lucky guesses. One lucky guess, Matt, okay? One lucky guess. The other Two one, lucky I, guesses. No, 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 no. I knew that the hard question, okay? I knew the answer to that. Uh-huh. I didn't know the medium one. I just guessed a Civil War character. And I'm, like me and the Simpsons writers think alike. And what is the funniest Simps- What is the funniest Civil War name? Come on. I mean, you ready for an easy question, Matt? I'm ready. In Homer Simpson, this is your wife. The oh, Simpsons God. go on a reality show based on what premise? Homer Simpson, this is your wife. Which episode is this again? I can't tell you, Matt, because it would give away the answer to this question. Oh. Um... Come on, Matt. I know, I know, I know. I this is um, it's um, oh, it's one of those where it's like um, I don't know how to describe it. it. It's I have no clue. I'm just gonna skip it because I they it's the wife swap. 
They they swap oh, lives. Oh, that that episode. Okay. Yes, man. I can't tell you the, the the premise of the episode because literally it gives away yeah. the answer to this yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. What is my easy question? Uh, your easy question in I am Furious Yellow, the original Angry Dad episode. What Marvel creator shows up for it? That'd be Stanley. Uh, you are correct. Your meme question, Matt. What is the name of the character played by Ricky Gervais in Homer Simpson? This is your wife. Oh, God. Um, I know how much you love Ricky Gervais. I have no clue. None whatsoever. You ready to be angry? Yep. Charles Heathbar. Dear God. <laughs> what even? What's my meaning question, Matt? Uh, let's see here. You're, uh, <laughs> Are you okay? Question. Are you flustered about it? You, you, you didn't uh, make it? No, I'm just... <laughs> who is the creator of Danger Dog, Bart's inspiration for Angry Dad? It is Jeff Jenkins. Really? Really? Hey, Matt, I'm going to give you a little secret. You almost did your trivia on this? Yes. Yes, that is what they did. Uh, but then I realized, I went, no, 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 fine. I can't, because Matt will do that. I need to not do it. But then I went... You know what? Maybe I should do a little studying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You ready for your hard question? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> if you're angry about that second one, get ready. The Simpsons uh, go to the Fox backlot in Homer Simpson, This Is Your Wife. What other reality shows do they see being filmed there? Oh, God. There's two. What other reality shows? Um, hmm uh fox is the next great skank and <laughs> um the uh, let's see uh and, and child swap i don't know here man i hope you're ready okay i apologize okay. in advance our first one dwarf or midget america decides number two million dollar fart off Oh, God. Can I hurt somebody? Season 15 of The Simpsons. Al Jean. It's his fault. Yeah. Okay. Season 17. Ugh, God. All right. Your hard question. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the company that makes the Angry Dad web series? See, I don't remember that one. There's That episode has a lot of stuff in it. I also saw. It does. Yeah. Was, there's just so much going on. Um, I remember Bin Laden in a blender. Um it's never said. It's only shown in a brief. Uh, clip. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I can. I'm, I'll guess. Uh, I'll guess. Uh, Dumbhumor.com. Better than TV.com. Ah, okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. Mm -hmm. See, see, Matt. I, 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 I look at a little bit of gamesmanship. Mm -hmm, apparently, I just, I'm starting to think like you. I know how to. Uh, it, the predator has become. The, wait. The predator has become prey. That that's what I meant. That's what I was gonna uh, say. Apparently, I just have to ask harder questions. I mean, just stop having them have anything to do with the episode we're doing. What are you talking about? Oh, the 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 Ricky Gervais shared DNA, Matt. Mm. I was like, I'm, I'm talking about my questions. I, I should have gone with an, uh, asking questions about an episode that has nothing to do. Well, with, now uh, I'm gonna be, I'm seeing. See, this is the the twists and turns, Matt, of of of, of the game. It has truly begun now. I have an eight-point lead. I feel really good about it. I see. I need to get double digits, and I'll feel a little bit. I'll feel a little bit better. Um, we can't move on with that to our final segment. The segment we had every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode 
Ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. So we watch them chronologically, eventually compile a list of every episode ever and how good they are. I don't know. I don't know how to rank this thing. It's it's terrible. I have no. It's it's so awful. It's terrible. It's just it's just it's barely an it's like it's barely an episode. Like I don't even, like it's not like the worst stuff on this list. Right? Are are the the darkest deepest parts of this list are the stuff that's like really gross and despicable right racist and offensive homophobic transphobic etc this isn't that really the gang member stuff a little bit but it's more pathetic more than anything i would say i don't know what to do i like maybe like like okay blue and the gray right we just watched it matt is this worse better or worse than blue and the gray i gotta say this is worse because that was stupid but this episode is straight up nonsensical like it, it barely has a plot and the plot doesn't have to do with anything else and all of the jokes are not funny it's just awful i think there's like i would push back on that in that that episode has a lot of people just being mean to marge i mean that's true yeah just it just just that right it's just a bunch of being mean to marge and this doesn't have any of the simpsons characters really being mean to each other they're just kind of annoying the entire time that's the only thing, yeah. like, and I, I'm trying to, like, think of the good things in this and, like, okay, the animation looks nice in those shorts. Um, the contents of the shorts, eh, but the animation looks nice. It's pretty. I do think this is, I think, honestly, Matt, I would probably, if I just watched this in a bubble and not after a series of maybe the worst the worst run of Simpsons episodes I've ever experienced on this podcast, <laughs> I probably wouldn't hate this episode as much. But that's fair. We have watched this run of the last dozen or so episodes, probably this whole season, honestly, is just otherworldly terrible. Like it is just the just the run of low quality, low effort is almost unbearable. Um, I think it's better than Blue and the Gray. Okay, I don't think it's much better. I think it is. In that same ballpark, I think it is in that regarding Margie, boys of bummer, crook and ladder era. You're right. I forgot about them being so mean to Marge, and the amount of misogyny in the episode is particularly staggering. I think it's in that area. I think it is like, because crook and ladder and boys of bummer and regarding Margie are like that same, like, look how stupid this is. There's nothing in this episode. It's just nonsense. Um, I will say, I will put it beneath he loves to fly and he does just because that episode at least has a relatively strong premise this episode completely lacks i'm like looking at regarded margie i'm like is this better and there's how munched is that birdie in the window oh god i think regarding margie is better than this oh i think it is i think this is better than crook and ladder i need to think of boys of bummer because I barely remember, again, barely remember what this episode Yeah, I was trying to figure what that was, too, yeah. That's baseball, again. That's where... Uh, Is that where Lisa coaches the team? No, no, the no. The money ball? The, no. no, 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 that one's way better. Matt, that's the thing. That episode's like, oh, that that's not that good, but it's way better than this episode of, of where um, Bart is blamed for a Shelbyville win, becomes a social pariah, and then... Um, oh, God, that episode's terrible. Oof. Yeah, I think that's I think that's worse than this. 
Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's just. I think this is better. They're all so bad. They're all so bad. I think this is better than Boys of Bummer, but lower than Regarding Margie. I would put them right between those two. I I can get with that. Yeah. Okay. So that is Angry Dad, the movie. Uh, That is a new four thirty one on our post golden years ranking. Uh, It is a number two thirty eight. Your uh, the 230 in post Golden Years ranking, 431 in our overall ranking. I'm losing my mind. My God, I need to I need to slow down a little bit, Robbie. Um, we're not done yet, though. We have one more thing to do. One more question and answer. And that question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Fire the cannon! No debate necessary. Not even a little bit. It's awful. It doesn't. It, again, it's barely an episode. Like what? what to, what's there to keep? Some spoofs. Some bads. Like you know, half tepid spoofs. Bland comedy. Ricky Gervais. A minute of Ricky. Minutes of Ricky Gervais. Um, we can't ask. We can ask. Ask and answer the same question about uh every list working every about every episode on this list working our way down we are at number 151 which is half decent proposal matthew Ooh, a uh, arty ziff episode i think it stays i think it stays it's it's a it's a very interesting exploration of the relationship between homer and marge and their history yes and it's the second best arty episode yeah pretty much um it's yeah it's it's and it's one of the teen year episodes where you're like, oh, this is the, it's a half decent teen year episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, you know, it's, we're, it's, we're in part of our list where it's flawed to a certain extent. There's not necessarily perfect episodes anymore, but they're still really good. Still very funny. And I think uh half decent proposal definitely belongs. It's certainly canon. You certainly, it's like, Hey, this is a, something you certainly want to talk about. Watch it's worthy of discussion for sure. Our next episode, Matt. The Scorpion's Tale. Okay. Guest starring Werner Herzog. Okay. It's about some drug that Lisa discovers that nullifies all the negative feelings of being alive. Okay. I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, Matt. I don't know either. I have no idea. I've never. I've certainly never seen this episode. I am. I'm. I like. I like Werner Herzog. I. He, I don't know. He's playing a character named Walter Hotenhofer. Oh boy. Okay. Who used to be Augustus Gloop from Willy Wonka? Apparently, that's canon. That he was Augustus Gloop. Okay, that's enough for that. I don't want to look at that until next week. Uh, you can find this list at our website. This is simpsonsshow.com. has links to all of our stuff. I need to update it. I'm going to do that eventually. I'm lazy. I'm sorry. Um, links to our website, to our, our defunct, not, not really defunct Twitter, but Twitter has become less and less usable every single day. Uh, I've, I've gone on about it enough times. Um, and a uh, link to our Patreon. If you can help out the show, support us there. We'd love it. You can find me online. At Robbie Dorman. Every social media place is Rob Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com. has links to all my books. My newest book is, I've officially announced it. If you follow me on social media, you'll see. I've announced my newest book. It's called Dead End. It's my 14th book. It's my zombie book. It is about a worker at a massive conglomerate who discovers 
the company, this this evil company, is doing experiments to make the ultimate worker, the undead. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited for y'all to read it. Pre-orders are up. I haven't uh, published. It's it it's on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Dead End, Robbie Dorman. Um, I'll have a link in that in the show notes too. If you want to check it out, if you like zombie stories, this is the one. The one I wanted writing. I wanted to write a zombie story for a long time, and this is the one. The idea I knew was it. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is correct. I spend all my time taking care of adorable kittens, which you can see at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. And someday soon, we will have the most adorable little faces there. But for now, you can check out the past adorable kittens who have now grown up to be managers in their own right. And they're way better than Ricky Gervais. The most despicable cat on earth is better than Ricky Gervais, man. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh, we'll call it. We'll call it a day. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. Give us a. Shh.